The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Molly Sanborn here with me today, also known as the Cheeseball Chick. Uh, Molly and I have gotten to know each other a little bit over the last couple of years, and she is funny and she has a huge heart for Jesus. And I just can't wait to chat with you today. Thank you. I thought you were going to say a, a huge appetite for cheese balls, but that's <laughs> that too. Jesus more, Jesus than cheese balls. <laughs> yes, I love it. So, share with us, if you would, like, how did this cheese ball, like, how did it start? Yeah, good question. Because I think some people just assume that I woke up one morning and said, I want to carry snacks on my back because <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. So this is my cheese ball backpack and dispenser, which yes. I will. I love it. Story came and if me. you're listening with just audio, she just has rigged up this backpack like apparition that has a big old thing of cheese balls on it. So it's so fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. So I was speaking, this takes us back a ways in 2008 at a youth conference in Virginia, and they were clearing out the hospitality room for the speakers and musicians where they had all kinds of snacks and drinks. But there was this giant container of cheese balls, the kind you get at Sam's Club. Yeah. And it was only halfway consumed. And so someone was like, oh, what a shame we have to throw these cheese balls away unless someone wants to take them back home with them. <laughs> I did not volunteer because that's kind of bulky, right? Like they right. can't fit in my luggage. Well, someone volunteered me. I don't know why. I guess that's how the whole God thing started is someone said, you should, you should take the cheese balls, Molly. And the only reason I actually volunteered to take them is because of the container. So that's the cheese ball sound. So yeah. the container is so big. My sister who had recently had, she had young kids at the time had told me to look out for toy storage containers for her. Sure. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll just bring the cheese balls home and I can eat them on the way and then give my, give my sister the container. Okay. So that's how I So I'm walking through the Virginia beach airport with my carry on wheeling it and my backpack and a container of cheese balls tucked under my arm. A Sam's Club size container. A Sam's Club gold container. Yep. How many ounces of two pounds, three ounces, pretty big. It's pretty <laughs> so, big. Yeah. I'm holding this container of cheese balls, minding my own business. And it did not take long for me to realize that everyone was laughing and smiling and that it was a little embarrassed. Like, do, is my fly down? Is there something in my teeth? Am I sure, yeah. But then I realized they were looking at the cheese balls and me, and it was just funny and random to see this girl with this giant container of cheese balls. So I got to the security checkpoint where you put everything on the X, you know, the, the conveyor yeah. belt into the mm -hmm. machine. I, I put all my stuff in and then the, cheese balls had to take their own container because they were so big. <laughs> they got stopped in the like machine. X-ray machine. Yeah. Yes, I can see the security guard looking at the screen, very puzzled. Like what is that giant container with balls in it? <laughs> they come out the other side. It created a commotion. There's like eight 
security guards surrounding my cheese balls. They're laughing and smiling, but I thought they were going to take them because I thought there's got to be a rule about how much food you can bring on a plane, but I guess there's not. And it's really just liquid. So after we cracked some jokes and they were making fun of me and saying, I'm going to turn orange and all that stuff, I made my way to my, my flight and I get on the plane and I'm sitting in my seat, just holding my cheese balls at the point because (laughs) They didn't fit anywhere. And over the intercom, the flight attendant says, ladies and gentlemen, if any of you are hungry, there's a cheese ball lady with snacks in aisle 9D. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I mean, I like, I've never been announced on the plane. Like, oh my goodness, that's me. And so people around me are laughing and smiling. He announces me two more times throughout the duration of the flight. People are now talking to me because of the cheese balls. It broke the ice, got conversation started. And what happened is people would say, well, why do you have a giant container of cheese balls? And I'd say, well, I was just speaking at a youth conference and someone gave them to me. And then they'd say, oh, what were you speaking on? And then I'd Love say, it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cheese balls to Jesus in 10 seconds. Nobody was offended in the least that I'm speaking the name of Jesus because they asked the question. Right. And it was, and it started all these spiritual conversations. Then I am trekking from my flight that landed in Chicago O'Hare to my, my flight, that's going to take me back to Minneapolis. And, you know, yeah. Chicago O'Hare is such a huge airport. I'm walking Massive. like five miles yeah. with my cheese balls and people are still laughing and smiling. But then people from my flight who recognized me are now calling out to me like we're friends because they recognize me as the girl with cheese balls. <laughs> then I get to my gate and I end up having a conversation with a college age girl started because of the cheese balls, ended up with us talking about God and her wanting to find a good church. And so she was going back to Minneapolis. I said, Hey, why don't you come to my church? So she came to my church and it all started with cheese balls. So I went home and told my friends and family, the story about how cheese balls brought the world together, or at least a couple airports and airplanes. And one of my friends who's known me for a long time said, Molly, you should carry cheese balls around and make people smile, spread joy and see how God uses it. And I was like, um, it is. Yes. Now that we know what we know, it is brilliant, right? It was a yeah. thing. at the time I was like, okay, that's awkward. Like how do I, I mean, I'm picturing like everywhere I go, I'm just carrying this giant container. I need to be hands-free. Right. I need. Yeah. So then I decided to create a backpack originally out of duct tape. And so I just made a duct tape backpack. There was no dispenser at the time that was yet to come. Yeah. And I strapped them, um, Oh, no. Yeah. I made, I made the backpack out of duct tape, strapped them on my back, wore them to a local mall, Rosedale Mall in the cities. And I went with my friend. I had no idea what was going to happen. It was a little bit weird, but I soon realized that people loved it and they would approach me. So right. I found very early on, there's a fine line between being creepy and unique. I don't want to be creepy. So I'm not <laughs> going up to people and be like, keep my cheese balls. Right. I wait for them to come to me. So I just act like I'm just going about my day. And yeah, I have this giant container of cheese balls. So people approached me, asked why I had cheese balls. I would say to make you smile, to spread joy, and then see where the conversation goes. Love and, it. and then I would open the container and offer people cheese balls. And while a few people did eat cheese balls, most people politely refused because of germs. Yeah. And of course, this was pre-COVID. So now sure. you can imagine people are a little more cautious. So after that first trip to the mall. It was so much fun. I thought, I'm going to invent a dispensing system, a sanitary dispensing system. And so here it it is. Oh, that was two cheese balls. (laughs) She's just got this little piece of PVC pipe 
And yes. what did you, what do you have rigged up as the dispenser button? Okay. This is so totally redneck. It's like, I love it. it. I love it's been it. 14 years, Jen. And, <laughs> and, and I'm still using the same idea that I did. And so it's PVC pipe. And then this is a paint scraper that shaved down and yes. made a slip in the PVC pipe. And then literally I put a screw into the paint scraper. So it keeps it in place, it keeps it in place. And then there's just a rubber band. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. So love it. what happened, and this is probably my favorite part of the story is that I went with my brother, Andy, at the time. Um, he's a couple years older than me. We were both in our mid to late twenties. So this is not as teenagers. Like we are, <laughs> we are full adults. grown adults, yes. but kids at heart. And I always will be. So we went to Home Depot and we're in the PVC pipe section. And we're like, okay, how can we do this? And we were brainstorming and Jim in a beard and an orange apron, because you have to be named Jim and have a beard if you work at Home Depot, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so he came up to me and said, how can I help you? And I said, Jim, we need to make a cheese ball dispenser. And he'd never heard of that one. He <laughs> ended up helping the three of us put our brains together. And he was really, he was really the brains behind it. Yeah. And he, he clocked out and then stayed later to help oh, us I love it. make my dream a reality. And so, um, yeah. And so Jim and I have become really good friends. This was 14 years ago. That. He went over to our house several times for dinner. We met at Perkins a couple months ago. We talk about the Lord. He's he's on a mission to figure out exactly what he believes and what is truth. And I admire his quest for that. And I just keep reminding him, Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Oh, so it's really so cool. The relationships I've developed because of cheese balls. So I love that story about Jim. That is so fun. What is some of your other favorite stories about people that you've met? Just with your cheese ball apparatus. Oh, what do you man, call it? Wait, what do you call it? Do you just call it my okay, cheese ball call, backpack? Cheese ball dispenser. There you go. But it can be either. I mean, cheese ball backpack. I usually probably call it cheese ball dispenser. But got you. I, I honestly, when I'm when I'm out and about with the cheese balls, I I can hear people like whispering. Cheese ball, yeah. Cheese ball, cheese ball. I it's like I'm I recognize cheese balls more than my own name Molly. So it's really funny. And people who've met me over the years, because I speak and, and bring it when I speak places. So yeah. people may forget my name, Molly, but they, they know I'm the cheese ball chick or cheese ball girl, cheese ball lady, whatever they want to call me. And so I'll be, I'll be out in public at times and people will recognize me, but not quite sure how they know me until I turn and they see the cheese balls and they're like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I heard you speak at my school 15 years ago. Oh no, wait. Oh, no, I love 14. it. Yeah. I've been doing it for 14 years. And so I have kids who heard me do the cheese ball thing at their school or camp or conference when they were in middle school. And now they're like, like in their thirties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, oh, and I should mention before I forget. So this container, the noise, sorry, is yeah. container 187. Oh my and yep. And I've been to 34 states and seven different countries with the cheese ball dispenser. Wow. The average person gets two cheese balls in a pole. The record is nine held by a little kid in Guatemala when I went there on a mission trip. I love it. I think that a cousin of mine, a distant cousin, I think she tied the record here in Minnesota. I need to give her credit for that. I feel like Sierra may have done that. With the nine? 
with the nine, but the yeah. little boy in Guatemala won it first. So yeah. Oh, and I won him on my first date with my husband. He, I think he deserves an award for asking me back out after a girl shows up yeah. with cheese balls. So let's hear this story really quickly. And then we'll okay. go back to the, your favorite. Oh yeah. Cause story. then there's, yes. Then there's another really good one. So, well, there's a lot of fun details to how my husband and I met. So I don't know how many you want me to give, but Just we were set up on your by, heart. Okay. So we were set up by a mutual friend and there's lots more fun stories to that, but Um, when we actually went on our first date, we met in a parking lot of a coffee shop I had opened and I got out of the car to go meet him. And I saw the cheese balls in the back seat. And I I had just literally started carrying cheese balls around on my back in March and we met in April. So I was (laughs) brand new to this and it was still weird. Now it's like, I forget, you know, if I'm out and about, I forget I have them on my back. Yeah. But at the time I was like, oh, should I wear my cheese balls on my date? That's, <laughs> oh, who does that? <laughs> so, but there was a still small voice, either my brother's voice or the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure. Maybe both. That's yeah. like, be yourself. Just be yourself. And so I was like, okay, I strapped him on, went to meet him. We were standing in the parking lot by his car. And I said, hey, do you want a cheese ball? And then. I pulled the dispenser and he ate a cheese ball and the rest is history. So, (laughs) um, but actually a little bit funny part to the story is that we had a great, a great date. I really, really liked him right off the bat. Um, But at dinner, he, at dinner, he asked if he could pray for the meal, which was great brownie points for him, for sure. Um, Taking that spiritual role right away. And so he prayed for the dinner. Then when we got done, when he got done praying, he's like, I have a confession to make. And I'm like, oh, okay. He said, last night I had a dream about you. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And he's like, well, I had a dream that we were out to eat. And as I was praying for our dinner, like I just did, that you were secretly video recording me from under the table. And I was like, that was your dream? And he said, yes. And I said, why would you dream that, do you think? And he said, well, I've been to your website and I've seen a lot of your crazy videos. And at that moment, (laughs) Jen, I have this whole reel of videos playing in my head of all these stupid, dumb videos, like really kind of immature that I have posted. I had posted in the past as a young 20 something who, because at the time my my demographic for speaking was teenagers. Right. And so I would these silly videos up because I want to prove that you can have fun in life, all natural, no drugs or yes. alcohol involved in the filming of those dumb videos. And that people who know Jesus, we should have the most joy. And so Absolutely. I just wanted to, I wanted to put that out for kids, never thinking my future husband would get his first impression. I mean, there, there are some, there's one video I'm like turning red sitting in the booth at the restaurant thinking about all these videos like, oh, he probably doesn't think I have any depth. He thinks I'm so immature. There's one where I'm wearing footy pajamas with a stuffed monkey to look pregnant in a red wig, lip syncing to the Enchanted soundtrack as a 26 year old woman at the time and wearing cheese balls. Does he have any context for this? Does he know that your demographic is youth or does he just think you're a crazy person? Yes. No, actually he at the time was a youth pastor. So I had that going for me. That makes it way more like he way more understands than hopefully. Totally. But I was still really self-conscious. And so we had a great time. He dropped me off back at the coffee shop. He had to drive two hours home. And I said, 
Oh no, I, I was really hoping he'd say, let's do this again. Or can, are you free next Friday? Nothing. Yeah. He was very nice. He said, I had a great time. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, oh shoot. He, that's crazy. he totally thinks I'm crazy. So I went on with my night. My friends asked how the date went. I said, I really like him, but I think he thinks I'm crazy. And at the time, then we went out for late. Night. We went out for late night appetizers. I have my cheese balls in the booth next to me, of course. And I was really bothered, thinking, "Gosh, he just didn't get to know who I really was." That you know, past the cheese balls. This is all for Jesus. Like I don't wear cheese balls to have people look at me. Yeah. I wear them because it sums up First Corinthians ten thirty one. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Mm, so so I think God. God in his humor because he invented laughter and right. silliness. And joy, yeah. He's hilarious. Have you seen the animals he's made? <laughs> like <laughs> so anyway, I just I I was like, I don't think Craig really probably got who I was. I think he's yeah. gonna dismiss me as like this immature woman who is weird. <laughs> so that's these videos. But I was really anxious about it. And so I remembered a verse I'd memorized long ago, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious or do not worry about anything, mm-hmm. but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses or transcends all, all comprehension. I'm like morphing three versions here. Yeah, that's fine. Will guard, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So there in the Perkins booth. I just told God, I'm like, Lord, I really, really like this guy, but I think he thinks I'm crazy. I said to God, I said, God, can you like, let him know I'm not? Well, maybe I am a little bit, but I actually have depth and really love Jesus and that he should ask me out again. I prayed that. Yeah. Okay. I went back to my apartment. It was after 1am and I checked my Facebook and I have one message and it is from Craig Sanborn. And he literally says, Jen, he literally says, so I had two hours to drive back home. And the thought occurred to me that you might think that I think you're crazy. Seriously. (laughs) He said it just like that, the way that I prayed it to God and told my friends. And he said, I want you to know that I get it and I like it. And I'm wondering if you would meet me tomorrow, like as in that day, like it was Friday night, Saturday morning, he was bringing his youth group back into the cities for a twins game and roller skating. So youth pastor Craig uses a youth outing to invite a girl on a second date. (laughs) But I just, I love that story because, and I wasn't even planning to share it, but okay. I guess God wanted someone to hear it, that God cares about what matters to you. And if it's silly and insignificant, it's really not. If it matters to you, it matters to God. And he doesn't always answer as we hope or want because he ultimately has the big picture and the best plan in mind. But in that case, I just really felt God's um, intervention, like just his presence in my life and that he heard right. my little and prayer. And I love that nudge- he used your exact language because oh. that's how you know, like it was the Lord like at work and the Lord wanted you to know that he was at work and had like been softening mm-hmm. Craig's heart or whatever he'd been doing in Craig's heart at the time yeah. to make it all come yeah. together. It's a beautiful story. And it's yeah. so fun. Oh, and clearly he is. liked you since you're still with him. <laughs> he did. Yes. 13 and a half years later, we're married that long. It's been almost 15 since we met. So love yeah. it. Love it. Okay. So what's another favorite story that you can okay. share of someone you've met via the cheese so- ball dispenser? 
Yep. Okay. So I was speaking at, I believe it was some school assemblies in Ohio and I got done with those assemblies, got on the flight. Of course, I have my cheese balls at the time, backpack, wearing them to the airport, having fun talking to people, get on the flight. And this time the flight attendants came to me in my seat and like all three of them, they're like kind of giggling, like little middle school (laughs) students, they come up to me and they're like, excuse me, but we were thinking that you should pass the cheese balls around and we'll follow you with water. (laughs) I was going to be a snack. I was going to be the snacks for the plane, I guess. And I thought they were kidding, but they kept staring at me. And so I was like, okay. They literally invited me to go up and down the aisles and they announced me on the plane. Cheese ball chick is here to bring. Okay. So people put their hands out and I'm going up and down the aisles and dispensing cheese balls. People are laughing. People are calling me back for more. One girl in front of me emptied out her Pringles container and wanted me to fill them with cheese balls. Okay. So (laughs) had so much fun. What's really actually kind of, kind of funny is that there was one grumpy person on the whole flight who wanted nothing to do with the cheese balls. And guess who he was sitting next to? You. Me. (laughs) Sitting next to me. And he was on the aisle. I was on the inside. And I had to say, excuse me, every time. (laughs) Poor guy. Anyways, maybe deep down inside, he was laughing. Okay. But that was fun. But the best part was I got off the flight and, um, I I think it's a connecting flight. I can't even remember where I was or if it was, I don't think it was back in Minneapolis. Anyway, some airport somewhere, I get to the tram where you're going to then take it to the next, you know, gate or whatever. And there was people standing around and a couple of the people were from the flight thanking me for the cheese balls and just kind of talking about it with me. This one woman, um, very timid looking, comes up to me and, and, and she says, excuse me, Molly. Um, I just want to thank you for bringing the cheese balls on the plane. And I said, oh, you're welcome. And she was very genuine about it. I'm thinking, wow, maybe she was really hungry. Yeah. And she said, well, I didn't actually even eat the cheese balls, but I just watched you go up and down sharing the cheese balls with people. And I said, oh, well, I'm glad it made you smile. And she said, no, no, that's not the thing. She said, my daughters and I, and she pointed to her teenage daughter standing near her, she said, we were just at my aunt Lillian's funeral mm. in Ohio. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, yeah, it was, it was really hard. We loved her. She was, you know, very close to us. And she said, but here's the thing. She had a special tradition that every time we would come to visit her house, she would have the giant container of oh. cheese balls sitting on her kitchen table as their tradition. That's what they did. <laughs> you said, can't even make that up. You can't. And she said, and here you are out of the hundreds and thousands of flights that there are going on in the U.S. and the timing of when you could travel and all that. And you are handing cheese balls out on our plate. And so she tears up. I tear up. We hug. It was the sweetest thing. And I just I said to her, I was quite certain that she knew there was divine intervention involved. But I wanted to really, really make sure she understood. I said to her, I said, I hope you know that that means there is a God who sees you and he cares about you. And he wants to bring you comfort through cheese balls to know that he sees you. And so that is probably one of my favorite stories. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm even getting choked up because I just love how he 
I mean, I'm even thinking about to have that favor with the flight attendants where they not only right. like encourage you, but are allowing you to walk up and down the aisles, like sharing this, like that's not a normal yeah. thing. You know what? I just totally got goosebumps, Jen, as you're unpacking that, because even though I've told this story tons of time, times, I think I, yeah, I kind of forgot that I forget the piece that maybe one of those flight attendants even knew the Lord or, I mean, right. God can speak to people who don't know him, Absolutely, right? Like God, God does speak to people who don't yet know him. And so <clears throat> it is cool to think like that God knew that the whole cheese ball thing on the plane maybe was just for that one woman and her family yeah. and how God, God put all the pieces together. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And how many people got blessed by proxy? Um, even if it was like had in mind that one woman, but like how many people got to feel that joy and just um enjoy yeah. that? And most people are miserable on flights, let's be honest. Like yes. so they have a fun flight where you're bonding and having a joyful time. That just sounds awesome. Right. I yeah. wish I could track that woman down and those flight attendants. Man, I don't I don't think I ever got their con. This was like quite a while ago. And so social media even wasn't as big of a thing at that yeah. point. And so I don't know, maybe I will pray right now, Lord, let me come and contact you. Yeah. Or I, I, I wrote more. about it. I wrote about it in my book. So that oh, story is in yes. this book and I'm, what if, wouldn't it be cool if somehow that woman got the book yes. and then we're calling that in now, yeah. Lord, we're calling that in now. That's so fun. Yes. Okay. Great segue. Tell us about your book because I am oh, so excited to get it and read it. And I just love every single one oh, of your stories. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about it? Thank you. Oh, I'm thrilled. This is a God thing. And the whole book is the way the book came together is a God story, um, which is perfect because cheese balls for Jesus, funny faith-filled stories to encourage and inspire is a book of 15 God stories. Mm. So chapter one is called Cheese Balls for Jesus. And that's the whole story plus some more details. Oh, other stories, I didn't even tell you about these teen girls I met in the mall and ended up mentoring one of them and bringing her to a retreat. And it, anyways, that's in the Love story. It. That's in Love it. chapter one. And then, um, oh, they're, they're, they're very fun. Um, Midnight Mission, 30 Gertie, that's about an elderly woman picking me up on the corner when I prayed for a ride to work. And we became... <laughs> super good friends and had sleepovers and oh, oh I love it. So every story in here is not, it's really the chapter one is the cheese ball story. Every other yeah. story is a standalone story. So you could literally flip open the book and read chapter six and it would stand yeah. alone. Um, but at the end of every chapter, uh, this came together last minute. I wasn't going to do this, but at the end of every chapter, I have a God's word says, so something from the Bible, let's talk to God, a prayer, and then some kind of a prompt mm. for the reader to be able to actually respond to the story. Uh, because the whole the whole point of this book is to help people recognize in their own lives where God has been working because he yes. is. Yes. And, and to testify about it. And so some of the chapters might actually have you write something down while others might have you read truths about who you are. So this one, um, this one has, I don't know, it's like 15 different truths from God's word yeah. to look up about who you are. Oh no. Love that. This one is, this is suggestions on verses to memorize. The next chapter has, I think like 20 truths about who you are in Christ. Love and it. actually that makes me think of 
probably my favorite story so far that's come about because of the book. The book just came out end of September. It's on Amazon. I also sell it when I'm at, you know, book tables and stuff. Yeah. But somehow I'll, my, I'll link that link in the show notes too. So people can find it. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Oh, and then one of the best ways for more people to get the book in their hands and ultimately hear about Jesus is by leaving a good review on Amazon. Yes. I didn't want to be the person to ask for that, but here's what I've realized. This is not a book about me. It's my stories, but it's all about Jesus. And twice yeah. throughout, I clearly share the gospel and like legitimately ask people to consider, you know, putting their trust in Christ. And so one of my friends read this, she was proofing the book for me. And she's, she said, and I, I humbly share because it's God's book, not mine, that she said it's one of the best evangelism tools she's ever read mm. that she wants to pass on to people who don't know Jesus because it's, they're just stories and they're really, they're fun and funny. Some are embarrassing. Yeah. Some like, I can't believe I just said that about myself, <laughs> but it's, it's very non-threatening and yes, yes it has Jesus on the title, but um it's silly enough that I think my hope and prayer is that people who know the Lord will pick it up and be more inspired to share their stories. But then yeah. people who don't know the Lord, I hope will meet him in a way that's non-threatening and really displays his loving character and forgiveness and kindness. And yeah, that's but, so good. Um, I have a letter here that I just dug out. I got a couple weeks ago from a man I've never met who's actually in prison. And so someone got him or lent him the book to read in prison. And he wrote me a three-page letter of how wow. the book impacted him. I know. I'm like, oh, and, and I, this book, this this letter came in the mail on a day that I was particularly down and discouraged and really feeling kind of burdened by the book. <laughs> I thought that I'd be done with all the hard work when the book was published. Yeah, it's step oh, one. No, no, it? it is. What, it's. I explained it this way: if if having if writing a book, they say, is like having a baby, then the several weeks and even month or so after, I feel like I've experienced postpartum depression because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what do I do with this? I don't know. Like, do I market it? I don't want to pay to market it. I told the Lord, God, you are my marketing person, and so like yes. even you, Jen. Yeah. finding me and saying, Hey, can we do a podcast? I'm like, Oh, thanks God. You want people to hear about the book. So yes. I'm not paying for marketing. I'm not like doing whatever people might say that I should do financially. I'm just trusting that people will read it and spread the word and God will be glorified anyway. Love it. So somehow this guy gets my book and he said, while I absolutely loved these chapters, I think my favorite parts in the book came in the it's your turn sections so that's the end of the book, the response, which was literally yes. a last minute decision. The book was written. The designer had it. And I think she was the one, not the editor. I think it was the designer that said, I feel like maybe you should have a little bit more for the reader. And a designer usually doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't do give input like I, that. Yeah. But she did. And she's a believer. She's wonderful. Um, both my editor and designer are incredible. That's a God story, how I found them too. But um, so it was, I, I literally stayed up till from probably 10 until three in the morning one night. Cause I have two kids and we homeschool and there's never quiet yes. in the house. They're at their homeschool co-op right now. So this is like, <laughs> I totally understand that. Yeah. I don't hear, I don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, 
Um, I wrote the It's Your Turn, 16 of them it, from 10 p.m. until 3 a.m. It's like God just was downloading, downloading, downloading. And it yep. was his. So to get this letter in the mail and him saying his favorite part was the It's Your Turn section, he said, I specifically loved the one in chapter nine, uh, the list of 24 truths. Over these past two years, I have definitely questioned worth, value, purpose, and God's plan for my life. Wow. And then he wrote more. But I mean, and then he wrote about how he's reading my book on his bunk with his roommates in prison who are wondering why he's laughing and crying every other <laughs> paragraph. So yeah, God is good. And I'm that's that's an thankful. incredible story. That's an incredible story. I am so I'm so proud that you just have leaned into everything the Lord has for you. And I, I mean, I told you before we started recording, like, I really think like the the story that the Lord wants the listener to hear today is that maybe they have this crazy idea and it feels so crazy that they have ignored it or just shoved it down or pushed it away or put it in a box somewhere yep. of how the Lord wants to use them to just share his love. And I just feel like that's, that's the message that he is speaking to you listening today. So would you just pray um, for anyone listening and just kind of release that just wild erratic, like idea for Jesus and just kind of anoint people. Like, I just feel like that's what the Lord wants to do. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And I will say too, before I pray that um, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Yes. Is that how you say it? It's like a yeah. famous quote by someone, but, yeah. but yes, he, he gives the ideas and the creativity, but then he will help it come to be. We just need to offer it up to him. So yes, yes. I will pray. Thank you. God, I thank you so much that you are a God of joy, laughter, fun. You are a fun God. Thank you for creating, um, so many things in this world that bring us joy and laughter for um, things that we see with our eyes that are fun and funny for things that we experience through what we hear or what we feel. Uh, thank you for being a God of joy. And I thank you for entrusting uh, in, in me 14 years ago with the cheese balls. I just think it's hilarious that that's really a thing and that you really did that. And for those listening, Lord, I, I pray specifically that um, anyone who is feeling that prompting in their spirit uh, to say yes to something that maybe they've been discounting or ignoring or thinking either that can't be God or that's weird or that's too hard. Lord, I pray that that would be gone in the name of Jesus. We pray against Satan's schemes to still kill, still, oh my tongue twister, to steal, <laughs> kill, and destroy their life and the plans that you have for them. Yes, and we Lord. pray again that in the name of Jesus, the name that is more powerful, the name at which every knee will bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord. And I pray that you would release in them an excitement and the ability and all the equipping that they need to fulfill what you have called them to. I pray that you would make a way where there seems to be no way. I think of um, Psalm 24, 25, four and five, one, either, whatever. Okay. The verse is, um, Lord, I pray that you would show this listener right now who knows this scripture is for them. Show them the right path, O Lord, point out the road for them to follow. 
lead them by your truth and teach them for you are the God who saves them. I pray that as the verse says all day long, they will put their trust in you and that you would be glorified through it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 That was so good. Well, any other words of wisdom you would like to share today before we wrap this up? Man, don't get me started. (laughs) It's like, it's like, there's a lot. No, I am so thankful, Jen, to have been um, on your podcast. Thank you for, thank thank you for listening to the Lord to ask me. And I just, I'm excited to um, continue to see how God uses cheese balls for his glory. And, and selfishly, I am asking people to tell me their stories. I mean, it's not selfish, really. I, I am so encouraged by hearing how God has worked in other people's lives. Yes. Uh, So much so that it was also a last minute decision at the end of the book. I have like a closing chapter and because I shared 15 God stories, I leave 15 um, spots for people to start writing down Love it. their God stories. And then I'm asking people to take a picture of the page and send it to me. And one person already did. Yay. Like titles. I wouldn't even know what it means, but I know that there are ways God has worked in her life. Yeah. So. It's the testimony that, that counts. Yeah. That's yep. so good. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I just, I'm so thankful for everything that you're doing and how you've stepped or like in the Lord. It's just, it's so much fun and it's so inspiring. So thanks for doing what you do. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.